Now for the Black Firehouse Podcast, the only Ghostbusters podcast that discusses props, costumes, sets, and set designs with your hosts, Austin Young and Dan Harshman. Hey, does this pole still work? Wow, this place is great! What do you think, Egon? I think this building should be condemned. Oh man, that that put me in the mood. That I like that. I miss that sound. It's been so so long. It, it it has been long. So I I guess let's. I mean, we're let's dive into it. I mean, welcome back to the the Black Firehouse podcast. Uh, I'm your host Dan Harshman, as always with the indomitable. Um, it's been a long time. What's my name again? Austin. Uh, Austin Young. Uh, Cameron. Oh, Cameron. Cameron Young. Raise, raise Cameron's occult. Raise music exchange. Oh, I Blues Brother. I mean, you can't go wrong with Blues Brothers. No, never. It is. It has been. You know, I looked at. I looked at our metrics uh, when we decided that we're gonna we're gonna get back into recording and uh, hopefully more regular. We never make promises. It's foolish of us to make promises. But uh, can you believe? I think the last time we released an episode was February of this year. It's almost been an entire year, Austin. There's, that we. There's a whole episode that you haven't even put out yet. There's <laughs> a whole episode, and, and the best part about that episode is I keep thinking about it, and I I watch Ghostbusters after. So the the episode Austin's talking about is um, our our retrospective on Ghostbusters Afterlife. We're supposed to release it, you know, like a year ago. The title of the episode first... is Ghostbusters Afterlife. One year later. Well, it's it's now Ghostbusters Afterlife after Afterlife, and. But we we recorded that episode twice. Yes, and I don't even remember now what was on there. I'm almost tempted to be like, let's 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 record it a third time. Sure, <laughs> I'm fine. I don't, with that. I, I, I don't. I mean, maybe my opinions on Ghostbusters Afterlife has changed. Maybe I've warmed up. I mean, I was never cold to the movie though. That's yeah. you know, I I really really quite enjoyed it. So, um, but. It, I don't have the the heart, I guess, to go back and listen and be like, "Have my opinions changed? Let me listen to this." I, that that just seems so so incredulously narcissistic to go back and just listen to our own episode that we never. I think dropped. I think we don't listen to it. I think we record it again and then we release both simultaneously and we let everybody else listen and see how much we contradict ourselves between oh, the God. two episodes. Like the, the entire thing is just going to be a contradiction. Yeah. Well, a year ago, Dan didn't like the latter on the one <laughs> side. And now, now he seems indifferent about it. Yeah. Still perplexed about that. Well, I guess we got some catching up to do. I mean, obviously the meat and potatoes for this episode is is discussing Ghostbusters Frozen Empire props. Yes. And uh, and we're we're going to get into that. But, I mean, it's been damn near a year. 
both of us have done projects. <laughs> Some projects that we were talking about a year ago, two years ago, are still continuing. But Austin, kick us off, man. I mean, what what have you been up to? Hang on, I gotta text my dad. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> he's trying to right. he's trying to call me right now. He he wants to be on the podcast. Maybe one day he he'd probably like that. He would have he would have a harder time trying to figure out how all this stuff works than us. I mean, like, yeah, just what was it? Ten minutes of me trying to get my microphone to start working again. <laughs> okay, I texted him. What'd you say? What? I asked you how have you been? What projects have you been working on? <laughs> you know, we get compliments all the time for the casual manner of our podcast, but I don't I don't know if it's like so casual that interrupted by text messages that's that's something new yeah um you know cut it out if you want i don't give a shit i'm not cutting it out (laughs) you cut it out uh i'm 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 great how are you (laughs) i'm good bud i'm good here you want me to get started what you know what project i finally finished over the past year what's that my superhero proton pack. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Except for like two or three little details. I still have to put the motherboard foam on there. Well, um, and that's the way it's like, that's the problem. It's like you get to a point where it's like, ah, it's basically finished. It's finished enough. And then you'll never finish those last like four details that are so tiny. But well, they're also it, yeah. very important. They are important. Well, one detail is I, I have to open the wand back up, which I really didn't want to do. I'm. I'm relatively certain David Rothram uh, broke a connection in my wand. What a dick! No, no, I'm kidding. He was, uh, I'm kidding. I love you. He Dave. was. He was checking out. We do. We love you, Dave. We were checking out. Uh, you know. So obviously, the first time I got to bring the pack out was at Dragon Con, and uh, I was really stoked. Uh, David Rothram was there, and um, so we we got to you know meet each other for the first time, have dinner, uh, socialize a little bit. He's a really really great fellow. And uh, I still remember him holding my wand, and he's checking to see just how far the barrel will twist. <laughs> and uh, after he did that, the forward trigger no longer controls any kind of the sound or light options that it should. So I, I don't think it's actually like a serious break. I think it's just it probably popped the connector out of the, the board inside. So yeah. I'm not terribly worried about it. At least that's what I keep telling myself to try and encourage myself to open the wand back up. Um but I do need to go in. I need to find a more permanent solution for mounting the electronics inside. Right now, everything is um, zip-tied in place onto 3M sticky pads. Okay. I mean, that's and not a bad option. It's it's not a bad option, but uh, I want to I want something permanent. You know, Taco Belly makes a bracket for the talent cell battery. It's a 3D printed thing. I like 20 bucks or something on his Etsy shop. And uh, I was kind of eyeballing that. I thought that might be a good option. Um, and then the the neck foam, of course, uh, needs to be put in. But I, I'm pretty sure the superheroes foam, not neck foam, sorry, the motherboard foam mm-hmm. is is thicker than the other packs. Yeah, it always looked like it was. Um, I'm. <laughs> I think it's two inches rather than just the the one inch neoprene pad there. So I just got to order some and then 3M glue it into place. And I mean, then she's done. Oh, she's beautiful, though. I mean, if if anybody, it it was great. And it was such an awesome experience um, because Mikhail Lin was also at Dragon Con and he had his his Phoebe Proton Pack there. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so we had the Phoebe Proton Pack, we had um, my Proton Pack, and then, of course, Dave had his phenomenal 1984 Spengler Proton Pack. And Mikhail actually brought up such a fantastic point while we're all kind of admiring and drooling over each other's Proton Packs, is that, you know, this is really uh, a sight to see, the, the total iteration and evolution of the Proton Pack um, as being for one character. Yeah. At least, you know, with the Phoebe one being the evolution of the, the Spangler and then the, the superhero being the grandpappy of them all. So it was just cool. It was it was really cool to see phenomenal proton packs all in one place because it's not often. And this isn't, you know, this isn't a, a, a swing or a pass at other builders. It's just it's really rare for people that have such an intense passion for detail to, to all be in one spot at one time. So to have three yeah. of us there, I mean, shit, if we had like, you know, Burkett and you and Cole Funseth and, you know, half the members off of uh, the 1984 workbench, we we would have been in good shape, but it was still very cool. And you were missed, of course. You We, we talked shit, mad shit about you the entire time. I can only imagine. You guys are like, oh, what an asshole. Oh, I mean, well, yeah, it was hard. We, we, we were all going to wear our uh, Ghostbusters 2 belts but yeah we didn't have them (laughs) hey all of them are done everybody has them now and i literally made a comment on a post earlier it's like hey should i do another run (laughs) no 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 but you know what i'm gonna i gotta have to give a special shout out to you though for for getting me across the finish line on that superhero because you know you had a few aluminum parts that we had been waiting collectively. You had a pile of parts that were waiting to be welded. Yeah. And included in that were my new injectors and, and the infilter. Mm-hmm. And um, we talked about it before Dragon Con. I had every intention of coming back from Dragon Con and finishing that pack. And Saturday before I was supposed to leave, boom, aluminum parts in my mailbox from you. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's crunch time. And I'm not a huge proprietor of of that that assigning yourself a or a self-imposed deadline because you know it tends to just make things not as fun yeah um, but i i still had a blast finishing it um i'm getting it to, to be out there so thank you for You're that very welcome. thank you for your help your uh your conductivity meter is actually right next to me oh, i forgot that. about that uh well i haven't and i wouldn't let you forget <laughs> about that because that's you. that's a that's a fair thing and that's 100% yours, much to the anger of a few other people who found out that I had a second one. But Suck it. It's mine. <laughs> Get your own. So, have you gotten a chance to work on any new projects, finish up anything that we had talked about previously, ages ago? I don't even ago? remember what we talked about last time, what was in progress, what wasn't, but um, still working on a Phoebe pack. Imagine that. I think I'm going to forever perpetually be working on some version of a phoebe pack i just love that pack and i love building so is is well so that's fair is that your favorite design that's a tough question to answer like i want to just immediately say yes um but i think it's a more complex answer than we have time for right now Oh, that's that's fair because uh, I fair. I have to be wrapped up by five and it's four oh seven so we got a lot of stuff to cover before we do so all right so we'll just we'll jump into it I mean uh, the the big topic right now of course um, 
the trailer has dropped for Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. And as far as props and things are concerned, the the floodgates have opened. They have. And And, uh, everybody hates it. I still have mixed feelings. I have mixed feelings. There's things I like, things I don't like. I don't I don't know. Um What what are your thoughts? Well, let's 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 take it back before the trailer dropped. Okay. What was the first thing that I think a lot of people were privy to that saw was leaked footage of the Ecto-1 redesign? Yeah. And it's gorgeous. I love it. I love those I, stripes continuing all the way down to the front fenders. Um even the the uh, whatever it is, the RV tubing or whatever, the stuff that's blue on the driver's mm-hmm. side, they, it's changed to silver. And that, like, I didn't like that at first, but it's really grown on me. I think it has it. It, it kind of, to me, it complements the chrome uh, on the fins and the bumpers and all that. Um, and I think it's a it's a subtle change that's just another detail that's unique to this iteration of the Ecto one, because at this point, every film it's different. And I kind of like that. Well, I think that's what we're going to keep seeing. Yeah. You know, as these movies continue, um, I, I think Ghostbusters is going to be a franchise that Sony is going to be picking at for, for a long time, which, which I'm excited about, you mm-hmm. know, other people may not be, um, but I am, um, it does give us a lot new, a lot of new props and stuff to discuss, but I'm, I'm with you on the Ecto one, you know, the Ecto one changes that they implemented is, is exactly how I like my Ghostbuster props to change, which are little subtle differences. Cause I, I just love the subtle differences and changes between Ghostbusters one, Ghostbusters two. Yeah. We got a pretty drastic change for afterlife. Um, but the, the new Ecto one, those red stripes, uh, are gorgeous. Yeah, I I think it just makes the car look sleeker. It makes it look faster. There's there's something about it too, and it may just be me. I'm probably crazy. I am crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. The red almost seems kind of like it pops more, and almost like it's got a slight translucency to it. Uh, almost like it's a candy apple red or something. That's probably not seems to be like a brighter, brighter, like a brighter red. Uh, yeah, yeah, and just it seems just like ever so slightly translucent to me. Um, I'm probably wrong, but that's just how it appeared in the, uh, like the leaked footage and the the leaked mm-hmm. photos and things like that. Um, so I don't I don't know if that's the case or not, but if if that is indeed like an actual change, I kind of like it. Hmm. So here here's a question for you: They cleaned up the car. Yeah. So it looks great. How do you feel about them? They're essentially repurposing now the the cars and they've updated them. So we're now as as a prop community, you know, you and I are really really big on keeping a prop as it is and yeah. allowing that to exist and building a new one. And we now have a situation in which we've lost the Ecto 1A and we've now lost the Recto yeah, there's well. no version of any of those that exist now, which is it's sad. Um, but I understand that it's just the way it has to be mm-hmm. because those cars are so hard to get a hold of. They're so rare. They're so expensive. And if they want to keep that car in future films and if they keep making changes and upgrades to them, it's going to have to be on the cars they already have. Um, right. I can't see them 
wanting i mean unless they know they're going to be making 10 more movies i can't see them trying to invest the time and tracking down a bunch uh a bunch of spare ones for more films or even going so far as to make molds off of one and doing fiberglass bodies and you know sticking them on a, a chassis or something else you know it's a shame they're not doing fiberglass shells and putting them on you know a separate chassis yeah <clears throat> and you know so that's the next Haslabs project. Oh God, <laughs> I'm sure it will be. Yeah, right, right next to the slime blower and the Belkis. Fifteen million uh, backers to unlock the first massive, tier. Massive playability. Hey, uh, when they launch the new Haslab for the full size Ecto One fiberglass chassis, if we get to that five million backers, you get a patch and a sticker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. We're, we got to do an episode on toys. I, I'd like for that to be our next episode. I'm totally down for that. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. You know, talk about that. You know, we talk about these replicas and stuff. Um, I, I have to kind of give credit to Matt Burkett for giving me the idea. Um, he got a chance to meet um, Grace McKenna with his Phoebe Proton Pack, which is really a beautiful replica. McKenna Grace. And McKenna Grace. I'm sorry, man. I, I, you know what? They're famous people. They make more than me. It's okay. Right, it's everybody makes more than me, but um, I don't. But fair enough. Uh, <laughs> but it was it was interesting seeing Matt's Phoebe pack, and and knowing the amount of work and time and effort that he put into it versus what the Hasbro pack looks like, because they really got so much right, mm -hmm. but they still tended to be very far off. But again, that's another episode yeah. that uh, hopefully our next one, um. So we got the the preview of the the Ecto One essentially rolling down down the streets of Manhattan doing all kinds of crazy stunts, which I was a huge fan of. Yeah, I love I love what they've done to that car. It you know it being big and lumbering. You got a taste of it though in Ghostbusters Two during the montage when the Ecto One A takes that corner. Yeah, and it almost looks like it's about to tip over. Mm -hmm. So getting to see the Ecto One really fulfill itself as a, its own ind individual character in the movie. Um, and getting to see that car just do shit that cars that big aren't supposed to do, but there they are doing it. Yeah. So many people keep thinking it's CGI, and so much of it really isn't. Yeah, well, and even in, like, the real Ghostbusters and Extreme Ghostbusters, you know, it was pulling off all kinds of crazy stuff. And so to be able to get a taste of that in live action now, finally, is... I like it. I like it a lot. I do. I do. I, I I like that they're bringing more of that action mm -hmm. into Ghostbusters because we we've talked about that before. For, for two movies, we just had thirty thirty year old guys standing in one spot shooting <laughs> power beams at at phantoms. Yeah, I, I don't know how many times they could do that. So now we have children standing in one spot <laughs> shooting power beams at phantoms. Uh, they're teenagers now, at least, right? So you know. Teenagers are still children. I know. <laughs> I just get I get tired of that argument. I don't want to see kids be Ghostbusters. I'm like, shut up. It's fine. I, listen, man. I I'm I'm not with that crowd. I think it's great. Yeah, I love it. I think it's communicating to a new audience. But uh, well, that yeah. and like I understand like from Sony's perspective, it's probably like, well, if we get them when they're twelve and thirteen, you know, we can have them in this franchise for fifty years. I mean, I'm already going on 35, so yeah. bring it on. <laughs> but, like, for me, it's kind of, I think it's neat to kind of have 
characters that we can actually watch grow up and grow into becoming Ghostbusters and, and fully mm-hmm. fleshed out characters and see them develop and grow and change, you know, rather than where the first two movies, it's like we love all those original characters, but they're the same characters in both movies. You know, there's no change yeah. there. Um, so I'm excited about like that aspect of it. I think that's really cool uh, and something that's... Uh, Venk- Venkman was definitely less rapey in the second one. Yeah. That's true. He seemed to mellow out slightly, and but that's probably attributed to just Bill Murray not really giving a shit. <laughs> Bill Murray not giving a shit is that's his calling card. I'm I'm yeah. sure of it. So we got all that that cool leaked set footage, for lack of a better phrase, and then we got to see um some behind the scenes stuff from from Phoebe herself, in which she starts off at, I think it was a TikTok video or a Twitter video. Yeah. I don't know. Um maybe it was Instagram. I'm not on any of those platforms, so I don't I don't know anything. Um but she starts in the firehouse and ends up outside and that's when it's basically revealed that they didn't just build an interior firehouse set. They built essentially the entire first level yeah. of the entire fucking firehouse. It dude that was it was incredible to see because we've never ever seen footage where you start inside and then come outside and see the building. Uh, no. Well, not only have we never seen footage of that, but they managed to build the interior set so it dimensionally feels like the inside of Ladder 23. Yeah. And looks like Hook and Ladder 8 on the outside. And the buildings are very, very similar, but Ladder 23 is much longer deeper yeah you know it's deeper it's it's well it's and it's wider than hook and ladder eight yeah and um and it looked gorgeous yeah it looked so good i i really have to give it it's due credit it's a fantastic set and it breaks my heart to know that it probably doesn't even exist anymore yeah but that's just i don't know i was thinking about that a couple months ago just like man you know, do you think they save any of it, or is it just at this point it's just cheaper and easier to just build it from scratch every time? Well, who who do I have to go and harass to get a green tile? Right. Start, you know, fly over <laughs> to the UK, start digging through dumpsters. <laughs> so that that was a really fantastic reveal, and then um, and then we finally got it. We got the teaser trailer, mm-hmm. which came out probably about a month month ago. Yeah, something like that. And um, we got super quick shots of some of the new gear. The biggest thing we got, though, was <laughs> the the red parkas. Yeah, and that's uh, something I wanted to bring up to you. Okay. I think we should change the name of the podcast to the Red Parka Podcast. All right. Well, you know, I'm going to just have to find a new podcast partner because <laughs> i'm not doing then that. fine i'll just go start my own red parka podcast <laughs> it will release on... a podcast yeah mm. it, it rolls right off the tongue it 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 hurts my tongue to say it <laughs> <laughs> dude that was the just the funniest shit to me is like the biggest takeaway from that entire trailer is a fucking red jacket i i don't understand why everybody was so upset about it though. Oh, I'm not upset about it. I think it's cool. Well, no. 
I just it was it was just weird to me that like that was the one thing that everybody just lost their shit over. Well, they lost their shit over it, and then they found out the source <laughs> of where the red parka came from. It's the, it's the uh, the Wuxley mm-hmm. brand red parka, and they retail for like two grand, three grand. Well, it's funny because they the original price was fifteen hundred, or like mm-hmm. fifteen hundred Canadian. Um, and then That's like five bucks in American. Yeah. So then everybody goes crazy over them. The link starts getting shared around. I'm sure they see this weird influx in traffic to their page. And mm-hmm. then within a few days, the price went up to $1,700 Canadian. And then there was someone who started emailing the company and like trying to get confirmation. Like, is this the one that was used in the movie? And they emailed back and said, yeah, we're really excited to see you know, the enthusiasm from the Ghostbusters community. We've given you a special discount code. You know, if you use code Ghostbusters or whatever, you get fifteen percent off. Well, that knocks it back down to fifteen hundred dollars. So you, it's like, it's a fucking scam. What? That's that's crazy. A fifteen hundred dollar cold weather parka is a scam. I would have never guessed right? that. Though I am looking forward to seeing everybody at the Dragon Con parade in their red parkas trying to survive the entire parade, let alone just the the setup. <laughs> We're gonna have to load somebody's ecto jalopy with just waters. I I, I I couldn't even fathom. One of them better be a real ambulance. I'm just saying. <laughs> We're gonna need a real ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> and there and there it is. That's the next rule that Ghostbusters and the Dragon Con Parade will will end up being responsible for. Yep. It will be uh, no winter weather gear in the Dragon Con Parade. Yeah. I, don't I think know. it's cool though. Yeah, I like it. I love it. I like the red. I like um. I like the boldness of the the color as far as their their costumes go. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. You know, obviously the the movie is called Frozen Empire, so they're they're dealing with some kind of cold villain. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming of of some nature, but they they uh, they release the trailer. Everybody goes nuts over the parkas. Everybody's looking for red parkas everywhere. And and everybody splits off into two camps, which is is this is this the correct one? And I don't understand why everyone's going nuts. How can you not understand why people are going nuts? It's a totally new piece of Ghostbusters costume. You know, it's something beyond a khaki onesie and and like I understand it. I mean it was exciting. The one thing I don't understand though, and this is actually this is kind of my thought process on all the Frozen Empire props. We have so little information on measurements, dimensions, how things totally look. And it's like everybody and their mother has has already released, oh, we're doing our replica. Mm-hmm. Well, how, how, how is anyone doing a replica of anything? We don't know what anything actually looks like. I don't fucking know. Whatever. I don't. I don't. You know how it goes, Dan. Listen, man. I'm. I. I know. I just. I don't understand the race to be first because I'm more interested in making sure it looks like it walked off. So here's what I will say. And I. I'm sure everybody loves to to when they see me posting me making mine and I'm doing this and that. Everybody's probably going, "Oh, he's got to be first. And that's not what it's about. What it's about is the fact that. I was so fucking excited about this thing 
and like there's new stuff to build <laughs> and i am so eager to share uh in the building process and but, to help other people build theirs and like i'm just i'm so excited to get started on this stuff you know what i mean i i do i understand the excitement i get the excitement i just i guess i don't understand maybe this is more of a i don't understand the vendors that are releasing things oh yeah you know, for somebody to take what they can see what they know and they're like hey i'm gonna build this this is what i figured out and then other people being like oh you know here's here's the parka we're we're gonna be releasing yeah. it soon we don't we don't know i have a a buddy of mine electronics genius working on a worked on a brilliant pke kit um pixel props um on etsy i i know i've mentioned jason before um but he's got uh just like a square mm-hmm. coming out you know for the yeah, for the parka and i'm just like how do how do we know the window is square how do we, how do we know that that's that's all it's doing what if there's more to it we can't see it yeah i mean <laughs> and i'm just like and ah! that's the thing is it's like obviously you know there's people that are in the know that have reference or have seen things that other people haven't seen um <clears throat> who are more likely to get things correct or uh mm-hmm. whatever but even still you know i like me personally i feel relatively confident in the majority of the things that are on the pack that i'm building right Mm-hmm. Having said that, I still know some things are going to be off a little bit, just because we don't sure. have like straight up definitive measurements. We don't have, uh, you know, we don't have the Adam Savage yeah. photo dumps yet. Um, but it's you know we can get really close. Now there's other people that are out there that are slipping working off screen caps from the trailers or that uh, that mm-hmm. influencer video that UK influencer video that came out that really had a lot of really great footage of those packs. And well, and that was the big thing. You know, we got the trailer, and that's, I'm glad you mentioned it. That's the perfect yeah. segue. We got the trailer. We saw that there's changes mm-hmm. to the packs. And and there have been a lot of rumblings to various degrees of what people knew versus what people yeah. didn't know. Um, and and the big <laughs> the big resounding phrase that a lot of people would just say is, I hope you like yellow. Yeah. And, uh, and now everybody understands that with those, that influencer video, because that, that really showed the changes to the proton Mm -hmm. pack. And, uh, you want to talk about something that (laughs) immediately (laughs) just, just split the community, not negatively. I don't think, at least I hope there's not a lot of, um, bitter fighting over it, Uh, but there was a lot of making fun of it, myself included horribly guilty thought you might never talk to me again because i just i couldn't stop i got real mad dude i was just like god damn it because here's the thing here's the thing this is this is often the case with a lot of things for me i'm notoriously easy to please i get really excited about things and if it's something that okay maybe i've seen something before somebody else and i can't talk about it Mm-hmm. so I'm kind of alone in this bubble of like being excited about this thing and being so excited about it and when I can finally discuss it with other people and everybody else is just like this is fucking stupid this is dumb and I'm over here like oh <laughs> uh, 
I never said yeah, but like, was here's the, like I know, but like, it's just kind of like, it kind of bursts your bubble a little bit, and you're just sort of like, oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah, cool, 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 cool. Um, that's fine, you know, whatever. Cyclothongs and throw cheese plates. I hate that, dude. I hate it. Like, <laughs> never once did I ever look at that bumper and go, well, that looks like a thong. What the fuck? I was like, that's fucking cool. Because, and here's the other oh. thing, is like, I've seen countless fan art, like, concepts for, like, updated packs or, you know, futuristic-looking mm-hmm. packs that have, like, extra bumper mm-hmm. arms, a third one or two extra, and nobody's ever said shit about it. Nobody's ever made fun of it. Because none of it's official. I guess, but, like, I don't know. It's just weird to me, man. Like, I look at it and I'm like, that makes perfect logical, perfect logical sense to me. Why there's a third arm there? Like, it's just extra protection, you know? Yeah. Yes and no. Yes and no. So, uh, okay. So I'm I'm of two minds on on the cyclothong. Um, I like Stop the third calling arm. it that. That's that's never gonna happen, and <sighs> you are unfortunately just gonna have to accept it. Especially when I get a a 3D printed model of that drawing that Julian made. Go on. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, I like the Mm -hmm. third arm. I don't like that it's yellow. I I think it... I like the idea of adding color to the Ghostbuster costumes. It being yellow is very jarring. It's also a very peculiar shade of yellow. And the placement of the arm... um, doesn't make a lot of sense to me as far as their their concept being, oh, well, it needs more protection. That part makes sense. The placement of it, though, is right to the left of a relatively thick cosmetic box that sits on the mm-hmm. bottom of the pack that, that still sits out. I think it would have made more sense if they had deleted that and and just brought it straight down and then moved the end filter over a little. Minor tweaks. Yeah. I guess. The thing that, like, it, it's odd to me that you say you don't like that it's yellow. Because I know I've had discussions with you and other people, and I may be misremembering, but, like, there's a lot of people that I've seen customize their packs in the community where they paint their bumper red or yellow. And they weather it up. And everybody's cool with it. They think it's it looks good. It's a nice color pop. But now suddenly nobody loves and you're, it. You're right. You, and here's and you're right. You're totally right. Because I went back and I looked. There was a few people who had previously colored their bumpers on their their home yeah. builds. And I go back and I look at them, and I still like them. There is, I think it's the third arm. I like the third arm, but when it's colored, it ends up being just a little bit too much okay. for me. That makes sense, I guess. Like, I mean, I can, I can see that. Now, I, I think uh, when it first came out, you and I were talking about the the bumper. One of the things you had mentioned that I think would have been cool because they they obviously they added hazard striping. They added hazard striping, um, on the the side of the the power yeah. cell, which was it was a peculiar mm-hmm. change. And um, how how was that built? It's weird to me because they they clearly took a regular power cell and filled in the space between the existing pins. 
and then just added new mm-hmm. fins on top of that rather than deleting the old fins and then re- replacing them. Um, so now the entire power cell is slightly wider. Mm-hmm. Um, that's weird to me. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's not, to me, it doesn't seem like it's any more or any less work either way. So it seems mm-hmm. like it, the logical way to do it would have been to just grind the old ones off because you're still going to have to do Bondo work anyway. And then replace them or, you know, add the new fins on top of that rather than filling in that space between the existing ones. You think it was just maybe a matter of production time? What's easier? Filing them off and making a whole new buck or using what they already had? And I don't really in. know. Like I said, to me, it doesn't seem like it would take any more or less time with either method. So why not go with a method that would mm-hmm. keep the power cell the same width, you know? But whatever, I wasn't there, so. Yeah, and, and that ultimately what it comes down to is none of us had actual choices in any of this. So we could bitch and moan all you want. It doesn't actually matter. This is what the current Proton pack well, looks and like. And that's something else um, I just want to comment on because I see a lot of it. Um. I see a lot of comments where it's like, oh, they should have let the fans build these. They should have let the fans do this. And I'm like, yeah, so if by some miracle you did get to work on these packs, you don't get to have any say in the design of them. (laughs) You get told what to do and what to build. And then you build it. I mean, pretty much. So this whole idea of like, well, we could have done better. We could have made a better design. Well, sure, maybe. But like, if you're working on a prop team, you do what they tell you to do. You know? Yeah. Anyway, it's just funny to me. I, I like the hazard strike being on that side. I wish it was implemented on like a maybe a standoff or something like that. So it kind of gives you more of like an impact point kind of yeah. deal rather than reworking the cosmetic fins. But I like it. It, it to me, it, it strikes me that part of the pack as a, as a serious love letter to the real ghostbusters, which uh, one of the actors came out and said, there's a lot of inspiration yeah. from the real ghostbusters in this. And I think that's one of the super clear cut inspirations, right? There. Well, and, you know, I had heard the rumors and everything. Oh, there's, there's caution strike on the, on the pack, you know? And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know me, I'm dreading it, right? Because, you know, it, it's so overdone. It's really easy to overdo it. Um, but again, we've had discussions in the past where it's like when people take and put caution stripe in the the uh, recessed part of the bumper. That looks really sharp. I like mm-hmm. that, you know. Yeah, I wish they So when I saw what they'd done on these packs for the first time, initially my, my knee-jerk reaction was like, oh, fuck. And then I and then I started looking at it and I was like, you know, I I really actually I don't hate it. Like it's it's e- it's easy to make fun of, but it's it's not overdoing it. Like to me it's not over the top. It 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 mm-hmm. adds some caution stripe to the pack, which is one of the props that's never had it, but the traps have always had it, the slime blower has it, Ecto one A had it. So you know, it it's not such a strange idea to me that at some point they would add it to the proton pack itself. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I kind of agree with you. I think it's a strange choice to completely reconfigure the the fins 
rather than just adding mm-hmm. it onto an existing surface. Like rather like maybe the injector tubes themselves. Yeah, oh, that would have. I think that that could have been. But shit. Yeah. I mean, again, it, it is what it is, and dude, it could have been a lot worse. It could have been so much worse. It, it can always be a lot worse. It can always be the Citroen Proton. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, and then we got good, good views of the wand in the thrower cheese plate. <laughs> again, that's another thing. Everybody and starts I, making fun of him. Like to me, I'm like, it's it makes sense to me. It's like a it's a spacer. It's an insulator. You know. No. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I actually like the entirety of the wand except for the new front. Yeah. Plate. Everything else I really, really like on it. I like the thrower cheese plate. I like making <laughs> fun of it, but I also actually yeah. like it. I like that the thrower has a little bit more, you know, extra color mm-hmm. to it. Um, and then when it's cradled, I think it balances yeah. well with uh with the power cell. Um but uh, the the sheath over <laughs> over the wand tip, which I'm sorry. It's a continuing yeah. dick joke. I mean, it it, it is one hundred and ten percent now an uncircumcised <laughs> proton pack. Um, and there's a lot of inspiration to me, at least, from Ghostbusters answer the call in that feature. Uh, but I was really, really happy to see that that continued over engineered and forethought was put into it, just by them having a channel in the side of the new heat shield around the acrylic yeah. tube that that the the trigger tip slides through mm-hmm. and um I thought that was super cool and I and I think for builders it's going to give us a lot more wiggle room to add in some really really cool lighting yeah. stuff um you know now instead of just focusing on making sure we just have like one flash bulb at the end and then something set into the wand, you can now put just multiple cob LEDs straight down the entire mm-hmm. thing, and you won't be able to see them. And now when you light it off, I mean, that grill is just going to absolutely be yeah. fire. And I'm, I'm, I'm stoked for it. I think it looks cool. I love the thrower cheese plate. Um, and, but then we have, we have the front yeah. grill. And, um, you know, before I even really saw any kind of details or anything about that, um, you were relatively certain that you had identified what that grip yep. was. So walk walk us through that. It's a it's a rifle grip. Yeah, right? I mean, I found several different versions of it. Basically, the one I ended up going with, and the one that I figure they probably use, it's uh for an AK forty seven. Um, they make one for an AR fifteen, but it's got a bunch of extra stuff on on it that would have had to been cut off anyway. So it didn't make a lot of sense mm-hmm. to me that they would buy that one. Um, there's an airsoft version that's very similar. But the one, yeah, the one I ended up with and the one that I uh, kind of put out there as like, this is the grip, is it's for an AK-47. Um, I hate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very strange choice to me because every change on the pack, everything, to me, I can make the logical conclusion why that change was made. You know, sure. the cheese plate, as you're calling it, like, it's an insulator. It's a spacer, right? Um, the heat shield, of course, you know, it's it's just a, it's an added safety feature, whatever. The front grip, mm-hmm. I can't think of any good reason why 
that needs to change. Have you prototyped one? Oh yeah. How's it feel? I mean, it's not horrible, um, but it's nowhere near as comfortable as the original grip or even the Phoebe grip. And uh, yeah, and it the is. thing is, is that the because of that grip, like the gun track had to be shortened because when you twist the barrel, mm-hmm. it doesn't clear with that grip on it. Or the way it the way it weird. rests on there, like it just it doesn't clear. It's it's a weird choice. Um, and I'm trying to figure out the leap, like the the logical leap of like, well, we used a we used a, a firearm grip on the afterlife pack, so that means we have to continue that trend for this. Like, what is that? Is that the thinking? Is that I, the thought process? I. See, when you first described it to me, before I had actually seen anything, what I had pictured in my head, I was really excited about. And when I saw the implementation, Mm -hmm. I was kind of bummed. Uh, I thought they were going to do a a vertical grip, you know, a 90 degree angle on on the front of the thrower. And um, there's there's a few artists who have done, you know, renditions of the proton pack, Um, John being one of them. And, uh, you know, he's always done some really, really fantastic kind of concept packs and stuff. And he's always messing around with the orientation of the the throwers. And it always made sense to me that, you know, it's supposed to be a fire hose and the fire hoses have that, the, the, uh, the lever on -hmm. top of it that basically allows, you know, how much water is coming out of it for something like that to be implemented in the proton pack. And I, I, I thought that's what what you were describing to me, I was so excited yeah. about it, and then I saw it, and I was just like, this just looks like clunky well, shit. Well, especially because there's another version of that grip that has more finger grooves in it. And I'm like, why wouldn't you go with that one? Because at least it's slightly more ergonomical. It's it's a little less bulky. Um, yeah. I don't know if they just didn't find or run across that version, or, you know, who knows? I mean, you know, we'll probably really never know why that choice was made. Um, so yeah, that's it's literally the only change on the pack that I just don't really care for. Um, but like, it is what it is. It's on there, so that's what I'm going to put on it. You know. Sure. No, of course. Um, some other things they changed, of course, was uh, the uh, termination point now for the mm-hmm. ribbon cable. And uh, I think we all know who who supplied the ribbon cables yes. for the movie. Same fellow that supplied them for the last one, allegedly. Um, allegedly. Also, allegedly, why why fix something if it ain't broke? Go to the same yeah. supplier. Um, but now there's a, a big like pin terminal block in the in the middle of the proton pack. I thought that was a really cool addition. Yeah, I like it. Um, again, it was one of those things where I was kind of like, uh, this is a little strange. But like the more the more I looked at it, especially when starting to build one and, and actually put it into the pack, it's like, okay, this is cool. I like this. Like it's. Mm-hmm. I th- and it got it got rid of the the beam line with it. Being well, the there. beam line's still there. It's just moved over onto the clipper, uh, the mounting disc, and it's now instead of being a tube, it's an elbow. Um, okay. So the beam line's it's technically still there, which I you know I don't know I I like I like that they're using the empty space of the clippered mounting disc and doing things with it. Um, 
it's odd to me the Phoebe pack like the wires and some of the other details carrying over to these as if they are now standardized features yeah they always came off as kind of this is a hack together bypass of something that is no longer working and now it's and but now it's yeah standard. but even like okay so even if you want to say okay the clippered valves are or the clippered wires are maybe an upgrade that egon had made and it's just not talked about whatever that's fine the one that really just baffles me is the the hose the gun hose and and, and, and continuing to use <laughs> yes. three separate types of hose for the gun, like, and I can, I, I mean, that's that's a design choice though that's been baffling since Afterlife. I, I get, I get why it's done in Afterlife. Does it make a lot of sense? No, but like, I understand that it's supposed to look like it's cobbled together, yeah. but a length of split loom is. It's like ten yeah. bucks, and instead Egon went and found the rarest of rare oxygen hose and, and like you know car part hose and was just like yes let's duct tape these very expensive pieces yeah. together instead of just running down to my local shandorian walmart yeah. picking up I mean, a, a split loom they sell it at I, walmart we know there's yeah. one there i don't know i to me i can i can see the argument though too that maybe the uh the breather hose the gas mask hose and the rubber mm-hmm. fuel line are now acting as a strain relief because there's now a quick sure. connect in play mm-hmm. i could see that argument um it could be you know what the the, the one thing i think we should mm-hmm. touch on ultimately we keep trying to find the story in in these yeah. props the reality is most of this shit was just done because it looks oh, yeah. cool. I mean, I've seen a lot of people throw out the theory that the reason for like the caution striping and the yellow and all that is that it's, uh, you know, the packs are no longer unlicensed. You know, now that they've they've uh, gone yes. back into business, Winston wants to do things the right way, so they get them licensed, and there's regulations that have to be followed, so they have to follow those regulations and honestly if that's the case if that ends up being true i think that's really funny because that's just like that in and of itself is a joke (laughs) you know it is and that works for me and i think that may would that might i think that might change people's opinions of it if there's if it's if there's an explanation for it like that in the movie um, or they may mm-hmm. accept it a little more, and that they might not necessarily still like the design, but you know, I I think uh, I think people are pretty much set with where yeah. they are. You know, I um, I don't see a lot of people's opinions changing. I, I guess I can understand the the not liking this aspect or wanting to change that aspect because that's where I am. I guess what I don't understand is the 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 outright, you know, responses of like, well that's just trite shit. Yeah. I'm like, guys, it's still it's still Hollywood. They still gotta sell toys. There's gonna be changes. We're gonna be looking at changes for the, the rest oh, of yeah. time. I mean it, it it's gonna happen no matter what. Like if you honestly think mm-hmm. these tax were going to stay exactly the same 
from movie to movie with no changes implemented, you're crazy. <laughs> like, I mean, we, we lucked in with Ghostbusters to Ghostbusters yeah. 2, but they weren't selling proton packs. In. I mean, they had the, the Kenner yeah. stuff for the cartoon, but they didn't have movie yeah. stuff yet. Well, and uh, something else we need to touch on really quick that we haven't talked about is the ion arm. <laughs> yes. With uh, Peronis. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, when you look at it like from top down, it's just nice job you did. <laughs> oh, God, I just put my thumb up and holy it shit. It is. That's what right. it is. Oh, my God. Um, I like it. I kind of, I, because to me, again, it makes total sense that you, we know better than anybody that motherfucker gets knocked around and hung up and drunk people fucking knock it off your pack all the time because of how far it sticks out. So bending it around towards the booster tube makes complete and total sense to me. And really, when you look at the pack too, there seems to be an effort to kind of minimize the, the profile of the pack as much as possible. The ion arm doesn't stick out as much. The vacuum hose, the vacuum line, uh, mm-hmm. whatever it's called, the the one on the, the sink generator arm. It's shorter now. It's shorter and mm-hmm. fatter. Uh, the bumper, there's no spacer between the bumper and the cyclotron anymore. It sits flush against the bumper, or the, the cyclotron. And the uh, ion knob is it, shorter. Yeah, it's bumper half knob. the half the length of the uh, the originals, but the bumper is slightly thicker now in the middle. So here's a here's a question mm-hmm. for you because I've I've seen two people say this, or, or not two people say this the same thing, but two different opinions. People keep saying that the entire shock knob is is there. It looks compressed. Did they chop one in half, or is it just tightened down so that it's more of a compressed? No, bellow? it's just chopped in half. Yeah. Okay. Just chopped in half. There's only like what? Well, there's like eight or nine ribs on it, and on mm-hmm. this one, I think there's like yeah, four or five that are visible. But yeah, it's not compressed at all. It it looks like the spacing though is so much less in between them. I, I don't know. I have to go yeah, back. No, and it's it's just chopped in half. And then they chose to, to also orient what what we would consider to be the the original bumper is now more in line with how the superhero was. Yeah, I like that, and I th- I think me personally because the, now the the label is on the opposite side. I mm-hmm. think it's just kind of a balance thing because you have the. Uh, in filter label is mm-hmm. over on if you're facing the packs on the right hand side, and then now you have this label. It, it kind of balances out the label placement so that there's kind of a label in all corners of the pack. If that makes sense, you it know? does. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't mind that change. I think it looks fine. You know. Yeah. No. I I thought it was a it was a neat little thing that was just kind of thrown in there. Um, and you know, even to touch back on the ion arm now being curved over, it that also I thought harkened back more to uh, the real Ghostbusters and and how you had mentioned there the the reduced profile of the proton yeah. pack, just curving over the the ion arm makes it look more like the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's true. Like, I hadn't 
never thought about that. But like, yeah, it it totally kind of mimics that. I will say the one thing and, I don't uh, like about the ion arm is the mm-hmm. the fact that both of the small resistors are now on the one side. And you have mm-hmm. all this negative space on the what is now the front of the ion arm, the, the part that wraps around the booster tube. And it seems sure. like you would have placed that smaller, you know, Dale or whatever, Sage resistor on that on that Something surface there. just to fill that void, but you know. Again, I didn't make the decisions. Or more caution nope. stripe. <laughs> Hell no. Big yellow. Or plate. I mean I, I tell plate. you, I I wouldn't mind a label there. Like if they'd stuck a label there, I wouldn't have been mad. Or like a little flag, like you see at the end of uh, lumber when people are driving it around, so you don't <laughs> rear end it. <laughs> or you could put your your franchise logo sticker there, or uh, a Ghostbusters pinup model sticker, or uh. Only dirtbags grab ion. Oh, I like how you think. Yeah, maybe those will make a comeback now. <laughs> maybe now they'll say now dirtbags can't grab ion. <laughs> oh, they'll still find. Oh, a they way. will. It, now, now it's specifically shaped for gripping. <laughs> I'm just gonna get some nice job you did stickers made. <laughs> just to stick. There you go. <laughs> Overall, though, I mean. You know, I, excitement aside, because I love how excited you are for these things. I'm excited, too. Like, I, there's lots of stuff that I like, but, you know, it, we're nerds. Mm-hmm. Nitpicking is part oh, yeah. of it. How do you how do you feel overall? I mean, is it do you think it's going to be one of more your more favorite designs of the Proton Pack? Or do you think it's it's mid tier, low tier? What do you think? What are your thoughts on that? What are your thinks on that? My thinks is that me like all proton pack. <laughs> me like you protein. Yeah, I mean it, it's it, this is such a cliche thing to say, but it's kind of like trying to ask me to pick my favorite child. I don't have children. My children are my props, my proton, pack. and I like things about all of them. It's really tough for me to rank. I mean, you know, obviously the original eighty four packs are so iconic. And you mm-hmm. know it's a it's a tough bar to surpass, and I and to me I don't think that that's what anybody's trying to do with with Afterlife or this movie, because I think they know that it's an impossible task to try to make something anywhere near as cool as that original design. So instead, mm-hmm. they they're just adding peripheral things to it. And if you like it, great. If you don't, that's okay too. Um, luckily nobody from Sony has tried to come and confiscate any of my original packs so they're <laughs> safe I still get to enjoy exactly. those I think I think it's nice to see the changes because the fundamental design is still there right they haven't mm-hmm. fucked with that at all very well yeah. intact I might add. I mean, like, they, they could have really just fucked off with the oh, design yeah. and done whatever the hell they wanted. I mean, you know, with, with Answer the Call, they did really beautiful prop designs, and it was a perfect opportunity for them to completely, you know, reinvent the light bulb. Um, but for this, I, there's still a lot of honesty to the original movies and the original props, and 
they spend a lot of hands-on time with the original props to make this yeah. stuff. I mean, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at a picture of it right now, and I look at that, and it's like, that's a proton pack. So, it's over your bed, right? Yeah. Actually, it's that it's that Wolverine meme. I'm laying on my bed, and I've got a framed picture of it. <laughs> I'm just gazing at it, touching at it. I, I know exactly how that feels. The my my foam rubber stunt pack <laughs> actually sits in a chair in my bedroom. You just look at it, and I'll just. I do. I just look at it. I I still need to do work on it. I finally ordered straps for it. Um, so I have two inch surplus cotton duck military strapping to come in to start working on that again hopefully soon and uh so let's let's talk about one last frozen empire prop surprise phoebe wearing a haslab proton pack it's been a great episode everybody on screen uh we'll catch you next on, week <laughs> on screen haslab proton pack now I didn't know this until I started reading about it. I didn't realize that, bless her heart, she had to have uh, some kind of back surgery. So there was kind of an existing uh, injury mm-hmm. there. Um, so it makes sense. Well, but why not a stunt Well, pack? they built foam packs for the geriatrics in, <laughs> in that and, you know, in afterlife. But then we're using a has lab pack well first of all it's not that it was a back injury it was scoliosis so well no it's to be it's relevant because it's like you know she's got like a terminator spine now she's got all kinds of metal and crap in it it's like there's no reason she can't oh then she yeah she she needs a real proton that's what i'm saying it's like she can wear them better now than she could before you know um so yeah i'm just totally baffled by like why it's even there like other than it's being used for uh you know background set dressing or something and somebody grabbed the wrong fucking thing and it made it into the movie like (laughs) i don't know and to be honest with you it wouldn't bother me that much i mean the hazlab pack looks pretty good when you do work to it um to the point where like i've been tricked (laughs) by like people's Oh, no. uh, people's upgrades to it like the, the you know just a repaint and swapping out the hoses and stuff does so much for that pack um it does it if does. they just it's got a fucking alice frame on it and they they somehow shoved those fucking haslap straps on an alice frame <laughs> why wouldn't you just why wouldn't Ew. you just use alice straps i don't even care if do you're you, if you do you, do you think do you think Adam Savage was on set and he was like, can you just use my HasLab pack for this scene, this one scene, so I can finally say I have a screen-accurate proton pack? <laughs> Dude, maybe that's why they did it. Maybe they did it so that, like, they, you know, all the people with HasLab packs can technically say there's a screen-accurate. And you know what? I'm happy for him if that's the case. Like, <laughs> you know, yes. I just, man, I just wish it didn't have those straps. But here's the thing. Now that it's canon, maybe. We haven't seen the final cut. They may have CGI'd over them in the final movie. Who knows? But if they haven't, and they've made the final cut, I gotta find me some Haslab straps, because I'm gonna build me a Phoebe pack with Haslab straps. I have to go get a, a fucking uh, Haslab pack to redo. But you have to get, you just have to get a Haslab pack at yeah, this point. Yeah, because, goddammit, I, I want all the weird esoteric variations of the Proton packs, and if that's one of them, then 
fuck it, I'm going to do it. Not me. I don't want anything weird like that. Nope. Not at all. Nope. 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 But it looks yeah. good. I'm excited. New villain. Yes. Holy um, original. The sets look beautiful. Oh, you know, we didn't even talk about that. They rebuilt Raise a Cold yes. on St. Mark's yeah. and did a very good job. That on it. It might be um, my favorite set. Like, it's just beautiful. They, they I, I've been to St. Mm-hmm. Mark's many, many times. And, um, and, and it just, it, it looks like they just picked off a piece of, of that fucking little trendy street and, and threw it on a set. They did such a great job. They did such a great job of replicating how it looked in Ghostbusters too, because, you know, the, that particular storefront has, has gone through a lot of changes. Yeah. There's, you know, stairs and stuff now to the, to the right of it, to access units above it. So the, the the street has had a a lot of changes since the eighties, um, but it looks like in the in the Ghostbusters reality, there's been less yeah. of that. And I'm curious to see if they will show any more of the street, or if we're just looking at you know relatively close establishing shots. But they did a great job. I mean, I beautiful. beautiful I set. you know, there's it seems like there's at least a shop on either side of it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure maybe if we get a wider establishing shot, it'll just be filled in the CGI or whatever. But will they have manic panic right next door? It'd be a it'd be a a, a really nice throwback if somebody paid that much attention. Just kind of a little Easter egg, but probably not. I mean, they paid they paid that much attention to recreate nineteen eighty nine St. Mark's Place. Yeah. I I would not put it past what them. I what I'm excited about for that set is that I. You know, we've only ever seen the front, like the front inside of it. I would love to see if there's like more rooms. You know, how big as is it really in in the Ghostbusters universe? How big is that bookstore really? Mm-hmm. How far? You know, is there is there a special uh, uh, a restricted yeah section. a restricted section? You know, you got to go through the beads, <laughs> like whatever. I don't know. I just. Because yeah. clearly, like in Afterlife, and I think even in Ghostbusters too, you can kind of see this is where Ray keeps his ghost porn. Look, after the first movie, and, you know the incident at the port. Uh huh. Maybe it it yeah. piqued his interest, so he started yeah. collecting uh, any and all material he could. <clears throat> anyway, it looks like there's another room back er- there. <laughs> Erotica from the other yeah. side. <laughs> it does and and you're right so l- looking at the trailer it looks like we're gonna get to see a lot more of kind of the the, the ghostbusters environment yeah. you know um ghostbusters we we got to see kind of where they slept and in, in the upstairs the firehouse and of course the the ecto containment basement and the the garage itself mm-hmm. um ghostbusters 2 all we got was you know the the bathroom and uh, kind of like a workshop area. So it looks like we're going to be getting to see more sets that are dedicated to to what their regular locations are, be it in the, the bookshop or, or in the firehouse. Well, itself. like the Ghostbusters Day video that they put out this year, where we kind of got our first look at, you know, the in, some of the interior sets of the, of the firehouse. You know, we see mm-hmm. the upstairs area. Um, you know, 
wherever Dan's sitting, there's like a couple of like round tables behind him. There's junk everywhere. There's the Ghostbusters 2 mug on the table behind him, you know. Um, and mm-hmm. from what I understand, what what I remember reading is that like Callie and the kids and Gruberson actually that's that's where they live is in the firehouse. So I'm yeah, I'm excited to see kind of more of like the living quarters area and kind of just the casual like the downtime stuff. You know, are mm-hmm. we gonna see Phoebe tinkering around on stuff? Is podcasts coming over and playing video games? You know, like I want to see stuff like that. Well, I I don't know if he'll be playing video games. I think at this point in this game, he needs to be worrying about studying for his SAT. That's fine. <laughs> Phoebe will help him. He'll help him cheat. She'll help him cheat. You know. Like, oh yeah. Figure out yeah. something. Something. And um, there's another prop we got to we got to see. Obviously, the slime blower. We can't overpass oh, God, that. Yeah. We saw slime blower again. Um. I, I have a, a theory that that it seems a lot of other people have also come up with the same theory that the slime blower might be key into saving people who've been frozen to death. Yeah. However it is. But uh I'm excited to see it back. Oh god, yeah. Um and it operates. So it's not even it's not something that it's just gonna be hanging out in the background. The slime blower is back and is going to play a part in yeah. the movie. Which I'm I'm really jazzed yeah. about. And then you kind of see it in the background of that influencer video is a new smaller device of some kind. A new smaller device. A, l- a lot of people are theorizing a arm-mounted... Oh! Yeah. Um, I don't know if we have any kind of confirmation. I mean, everyone that I've heard talk about it keeps talking about it as the arm-mounted proton pack, which is, is you know, clearly a throwback to the IDW Tainted Love yeah. proton pack. Um, do we have any kind of confirmation that that's what that is, or is it something else? No or... idea. Um, I no remember, idea. I, I never Could even be... caught that in that video until somebody posted a screenshot. I think it's Eric Reich in the background that's got it on, if I remember right. Yes. And I yes. was like, oh, okay. Huh. Neat. Yeah, I'm I'm especially excited yeah. about that. I want to see more of that. Um, I hope we get to see more of it. You know, that was one of the things that really kind of bummed me out with Afterlife was they did have new proton packs in the form of the, the Sentry packs, and we just really didn't get to see them. And they're such beautifully designed props. We've talked about it before, how it's yeah. far beyond my, my favorite kind of addition to the the armory as it were. So I'm, I'm excited to see what else, you know, um, via the HasLab, we now know that there's some kind of Ghostbusters engineer core mm-hmm. thing going on. Um, they have a wholly unique patch to it. So definitely see them opening the doors for more kinds of equipment. Yeah. Um, the, the biggest thing is, you know, as long as they can keep in that aesthetic, and we talk about that a lot. Um, then I'm, I'm, I'm really jazzed to see what else they'll come I up mean, with. I feel like they they know that we don't want to see sleek, shiny, brand spanking new looking, you know, ghostbusting equipment. I think they know that the the aesthetic that has been established is key to what makes the Ghostbusters gear so cool. And mm-hmm. I, to be honest with you, I kind of think that's why 
maybe stuff like the Phoebe editions, you know, all the wires, like there's Phoebe. loose wires everywhere. It's, it's kind of haphazard and weird. Like it's very homebrew. And I hmm. feel like that's the aesthetic they want to keep. And they're actively trying to keep, um, mm-hmm. even like the, uh, the parkas, like, mm-hmm. You can see, to me, it, it, all of the the little uh, lobster clips and stuff that are like sewn on around it. To me, that mm-hmm. I don't know. That just screams Ghostbusters. You it know? does, yeah. No, the the inclusion of the it, it remi- it's like they took the the Ghostbusters to, um, you know, climbing belt yeah. and made it into a jacket. Yeah. You know, and it it makes me happy because obviously they've set it up that, you know, Winston's got all this money, he can fund anything that, you know, they can do whatever they want, and they're still building stuff in the garage, you know. Like, they've <laughs> right. got the money to maybe buy the really expensive parts, but they're still just cobbling it together, you know. Well, they got the firehouse back from Starbucks. Yeah. That probably cost Winston half his fortune. That's okay. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't see is the coffee so shop a- operating out back to try and offset the cost. <laughs> that's that's where podcast works. Oh no. Yeah, we we didn't get a lot of podcast in the in the trailer. But he's back for the movie. Oh yeah. I'm excited yeah. to see what hijinks he and Phoebe get up to in this movie. I hope so. The the one thing I'm a little uh anxious about is it it looks like we see Lucky getting frozen to death, and I'm I'm hoping that they're not going to be falling into a whole thing where every movie Lucky just kind of gets sacrificed by a ghost. <laughs> the last movie she turned into a terror dog. This time, is she getting frozen to death? And I'm like, okay, can can we have a movie where like Lucky doesn't get fucked over? That would yeah. be neat. I don't know. There's part of me that feels like uh, what we're seeing when you know that scene that we're seeing in the trailer where she's getting frozen over, like it's. I just have this feeling it's like earlier in the movie and Mm -hmm. she's probably, she gets saved relatively quickly or like right at the last second, you know, before she's completely gone. Mm -hmm. Um, because I would really hate for her to like halfway through the movie, she gets frozen and then she, she's frozen until the very end of the movie, you know, like I'm worried about that. I don't think they're going to do that. I think I'm really excited for Lucky's character in this movie because more than anything, so many people were just like, oh, the character was totally useless. They didn't need to bring her back. You know, I hope she's gone. She was she was terrible. And I'm like, shut up. She was great. And they clearly I, set it up I, in the movie for her, you know, that whole, like, I don't know if I'm ever going to leave this town. Like, that's, I, that's foreshadowing, if anything, you know. I, I've always disregarded those arguments. Um, when you go back and you watch the first Ghostbusters, I, I, I think there's as much character development just through the main three cast as as any. Yeah. And, you know, if they're going to use that argument, then there should be a lot more hatred for Winston. And there's obviously not, yeah. because you want to talk about a character that had absolutely fuck all, <laughs> you know, character development and became, you know, numero uno fan yeah. favorite. It was Winston. So... Whatever. I, like I said, but, uh, I'm excited. You know, I'm, I'm excited to yeah. see what they do with the character. I think, um, I think 
they may be trying to like subvert people's expectations with that character. Uh, I hope and, so. Yeah, I hope so too. Because, like I said, I really like Lucky, and I like that it feels like she's got a much bigger role in this film, a more important sure. role, you know. Overall, I'm I'm at like a an eight point five on the hypometer. I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward I'm to like it. I'm like at a ninety six point two on the hype meter. <laughs> okay, good. I I like good. Ghostbusters. Okay, like I like it a lot. I'm always excited. No, I I don't. I, I don't. So I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, so. I mean, you you had mentioned we're we're a little tighter on time. I know normally we go to about an hour and forty minutes, but we're just getting our our toes wet yeah. again, and we're at about an hour now. Um, so next episode, I think you and I we're gonna try and sit down and record. I hairless pets think it would be fantastic. Hairless pets, no, I think it would be awesome to finally sit down and talk about toys. Yeah. Um, as far as the role playing toys, you know, we're not not uh you know the figures or anything like that but the role play stuff how that's translating into prop collecting mm-hmm. um through through the ghostbusters lens and uh you know what's hot what's not what's new cuz you know we we haven't <laughs> we haven't had a show for basically a fucking year so there's been a lot of developments and things that released and things that are great and things that are not like the fun.com proton <laughs> pack but again i think that would be a fantastic topic Slow for ball. Uh, next week yeah, yeah. So, um, any parting thoughts for our dedicated, rabid, and five listeners? Thank you for sticking. Thank, thank you, you for sticking with us. We told you we'd be back yeah. in a minute. It's just you know, we, we did. Life gets we, in the way. We have sometimes. other things. Life also finds and it, a way, and it found a way. Damn it! Look, we're here and we're recording. Yes, we're here. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I have to mirror those sentiments. A big thank you to the people who kept bothering us. I, <laughs> I know it's weird to feel in demand. It's weird that people are like, no, oh, we want to hear your thoughts. I'm like, well, my wife doesn't, <laughs> but okay. All right, stranger on the internet. Here's my thoughts about Ghostbusters shit. It is. But, uh, it's, I'm, I'm super stoked. It's nice to like, it's, well, it's weird to me too. It's like people are always, you're a man. You need to feel loved. You need to feel desired. Sorry. Ghostbusters what, 2. What movie? Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. Ghost, Ghostbusters is it, 2. Is it Ghostbusters yeah. 2? It's Ghostbusters yeah. 2. Uh, what was I, I going to say? Oh, uh, no. People are always bugging me. When are you guys going to record another episode? When's the next episode? You guys should do more. You're going to do more, right? I'm like, yeah, eventually. Ask Dan. He knows. Yeah. Yeah. They come, they come to me like assholes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a perpetual go ask, ask your, mother. your mother. Go ask yeah. your father. <laughs> ask your yeah. father. Is your father okay with it? He told me to yeah. ask you. Go ask them. Um, and I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, huh. It's strange to me that people want to hear my opinion. Like, beyond just like talking with one of my buddies and discussing, you know, whatever prop or thing, you know, that like, People actively care about like what we think. Um, mm-hmm. It's nice, I guess, but it's 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 it still strange. Nice. It's like I mean, I don't know. We're just dudes doing doing we stuff, are. going nowhere. Exactly. <laughs> well, 
Speaking of speaking of the discussion, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't plug it. If you want to join in the conversation, of course, um, check us out, Spengler's 1984 Workbench. And, of course, you can uh, check out Black Fire House. Uh, we are on Facebook. And are, are we still on We're Instagram? We're still on Instagram. We're no longer on Twitter or X or whatever the fuck uh, it's no. called. No, no. no. We might on. have a threads um, now. I don't remember. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. But we have a Facebook, and uh, there's a message board, Spangler's 1984 Workbench, if you are interested in talking or discussing or just watching other people talk and discuss um, high-end Ghostbuster replicas, props, etc. You can join us there. Of course, this will be on Spotify, uh, produced through our RSS feed, and uh, thank you so much for sticking it with us, guys. Um, Look forward to recording again next week, make it another episode. Um, and as always, thank you from everybody from Black Firehouse Podcast. Go out there and build something. Oh, well, look, when we started, busting ghosts was a gas. I mean, the economy was good. People believed in us. And things got slow. Hauntings got thin. Oh, we could barely keep up our mortgage. Some actor bought up most of Tribeca and we lost the firehouse. It's a Starbucks now. actual recording is higher quality all right so we're trying that let's see that's the preview let's see if i can we're in delaware what is that thing you're doing oh mother of mercy jesus christ it scared the shit out of me (laughs) god damn dude my heart is racing so fast (laughs) i think i'm deaf Oh shit! This should be the. Oh, this should God. be like a little zinger at the end of the episode. It should. Yeah, I will try and throw that back in there. Our first right, post-credit gonna, scene. <laughs> the bonus DVD will be out in five to ten years, depending on our procrastination. Uh, the containment, the containment oh. unit lights blinking, baby. Oh, good lord! All right, I gotta see if I can actually. Uh... That's. Uh... Oh, okay, that's not even the opening. That was the workbench intro. Let's try that. Here you go. And now for the Black Firehouse Podcast, the only Ghostbusters podcast that discusses props, costumes, sets, and special effects with your hosts, Austin Young and Dan Harshman. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. I blame myself. So do I. Let's get ready. Switch me on.